One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Flight, wait, this ain't even a flight. This is an out of home in house session. Let's go. You're listening to the out of home podcast. You're listening to the out of home podcast. Are you locked into the out of home podcast? You're listening to the out of home podcast. Featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yaf, and Stephen. You London boys are crazy. Francis, Harry. Um, should I just do the intro? Yeah. Do that, man. You should do that, innit? Welcome to the Out of Home Podcast, a show that. Ah, let me die again. Ah, imagine! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I got this in my head, innit? Welcome to the Out of Home Podcast, a show brought to you by four Londoners living in Amsterdam, capturing and sharing stories of inspiring people while sharing our own. And over the next few weeks, we'll be catching up with some very, very dope people in our in-house sessions. With me today, I have Papi Chulo. Kwame. Chulo. Chulo, Chulo. I have Stephen A, my guy. And we, don't Come have, on. and we don't have Yaf at the moment because Yaf is doing up some crazy things. And I'm sure he'll be on later to explain exactly what's been going on. But we have a very, very, very special guest today, you know, boys. Very special guest. Our guest today has represented Great Britain Athletics at every level, from juniors all the way up to seniors. He's raced against some of the fastest men on this planet, from Tyson Gay. Usain Bolt. In 2009, he was part of the 4x1 relay team that won bronze at the World Championships. And then he went on to win not one, but two European golds in the same event. Hailing from my neck of the woods, South London, it's none other than double A, Harry Aikens Ariti. Double A! <laughs> Oi, oi. What's happening, Giz? What's going on, man? How are you? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Are we good? Yeah, we blessed? Man, we're blessed, bro. Yeah, we're blessed. We're blessed. blessed good to Everyone have you right? on the show, my bro. I oh, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. No. I'm about, I'm live and kicking. Yeah, I can see that, man. I can see that, I can see that. That's what it's about, man. That's but, what it's about. But listen, we're going to kick this off because Yaf doesn't seem to be joining anytime soon. But <laughs> the way that we do this here, Harry, is we ask, mm. at, at the beginning of every single show, we ask everybody what made them smile this week. So as you are our guest, we would like to mm-hmm. ask you, what made you smile this week, my bro? Well, what has made me smile this week? Um, couple things. And it's, um, and it's just little bits, like, you know, them little micro victories. Uh, what I would say has made me smile this week is just reflecting. Um, I've missed my niece and my nephew. They bring a lot of love. They bring a lot of love and la- laughter to my life. And, um, you know, having a little chat, seeing them. Uh, my, my niece, obviously, it was Easter. Mm. And um, she's, she's four. Comes on the camera. And it's sugar hype. And it's just, <laughs> you, you, you forget... What it's like to be around these people that give you... Because I've, I've been cool. I've been calm through this process. Mm. But she literally... I said, what you got there? She was like, it's Easter. Look at my Easter egg. 
sugar high was mad. And I'll tell you, right at that moment, I was just laughing. I was just, I was, I was in my vibe. I was like, you know what? You've made my day. Like, that has definitely made me laugh this week. And um, on a second note, just um, patting myself on the back, to be fair. Just, mm. you, you know, when you're continually, these are things that I think a lot of uh, males, and, and people, in a sense, don't do enough where you just congratulate yourself. You just say, you know what? Well done. You've done well. I've been doing a lot of DIY in the house. I've been doing training. I've been doing a lot of things and just taking a moment just to go, you know what? You've done well, Harry. Good job. It makes yourself smile, you know? Sick, man. Sick. <laughs> Funny you should mention DIY. That's probably why you have to actually put himself <laughs> in the spot of bother. I'll let yeah, him tell the story when he comes on, yeah? But... Uh, he, he, yeah. he, he was doing up Bob the Builder today and he fucked himself up. So hold that thought. Oh, man. <laughs> hold that yeah. thought while I ask Stephen what made him smile this week. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good question because like, with this whole lockdown situation, like I don't even know if it's Monday or not. So when you say this week, I'm thinking like, what month are we in? I'm, I'm in a bit of a blur right now. Yeah. But um, if I retrace my steps, I believe... What made me smile this week was actually uh, today. So, like, um, I managed to get onto this, like, Adobe package. Um, and I, I'm really excited about learning, like, using this time to learn, like, Photoshop, uh, InDesign, and After Effects. Because whilst I was at work, you spend so much time. And I've just realized we spend so much time at work that life just passes you by. Mm. And then um, I've just got the ability right now to, like, teach myself things and I, I know that I'm going to come out of this situation uh, differently than when I started this situation and for me that's exciting that I can actually spend time to develop myself, get myself right, check on um, the family, read a book, um, learn some new skills. So I, I get really like gassed and motivated uh, off that kind of thing so I was really happy about that. Sick man, sick, sick, sick. What about you Kwame? Um, yeah, for me I guess well maybe so I was like um, experimenting like as Stephen said you know like because we use this time and Harry's always use the time to like the, the, to develop certain skills or work on certain stuff and me I just basically working not working on my cooking but like now I'm like oh there's a lot more time so I can try a lot of try, try a lot of things or, or, or try some like what do you call it dishes that maybe I thought I didn't have the time to or that was too long and the other day like I, tried, like, I made my first basically I made I made like a a yaki udon dish with like shrimp Ooh, and uh yeah no it was, it was really good actually and it was kind of simple and then like and then me and my girl also be making a, a few like what do you call it a few like i'm gonna name this thing i'm speaking to my mom and i'm like yo like now's the time where i might as well try you understand because i was always like yo i ain't got the time when i come back from work it's all late from my mom and that but now it's like oh like you know you know what it was like a lot, a lot of people ask me like oh yeah so like oh you know how was your easter is that like, we all know how our Easter was, and it had time, you had time, it's cool. So I'm thinking if that's the case, um, I'm out of place good use. And obviously, there will be times where you have like um, trial and error, but there's a lot of times that you might be like, wow, oh, like, this is actually going quite well. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I just, I just hope that I'm not looking forward to it for the next nine months, but we'll see. And <laughs> you made, you made uh, J Rice last week, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where was, was we, doing, we doing this? No, we're no, no, no. We're not doing this, man. We're not doing this. We're not doing. This. Uh, Harry, don't even don't even ask what Stephen's talking about. I don't even want to. Oh shit! Yes, I, I, I can already know. Yeah, I already know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, in the building. Jeez. Yeah. Man, like, yeah. Touchdown. Oh no. my gosh. Uh, yeah, turn on, turn on your, oh, turn on your video, man. Turn on your video. Gosh. 
Turn on your video. Let's see. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 in, I'm in no state. I'm in no state. I'm not even going to lie, bro. You, man, I, I, I don't care who hears this. I am 100% honest. I have not showered today. Uh, we'll just tell it. We'll, we'll basically, basically, we're just going through what made you smile, yeah. And um, Harry was basically saying how he's been doing a spot of DIY, and I was like, "That's funny. You should say that because Yav has a story of his own today as to why he's late." Yav, do you mind just sharing a story, bro? Are we doing this now? Yeah, live, yeah live man. Let's Harry? do it. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Come on, man. Sharing is caring, my brother. Come on. First, first of all, Harry, what's good, man? Good what's going you? on, bro? Nothing. Nice to virtually meet you. <laughs> well, Harry, I, I, I don't know if you remember this, but I've actually stayed in your house with the toilet one day. I don't know if what you remember you? that. Let me see. Pick, get, we'll go and put the cam on then. <laughs> Come on, Yaf. Yeah. So needy, bro. So needy. How do I do this? The reveal. Ooh. One sec. Hey, hey, Papi. Hey, Papi Quams, get on. Yeah, yeah, everybody online. I'm here. Jeez. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your mum and double in it, yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. I remember, Look, I remember. Too funny, bro. Yeah, I remember. Bob, take it off this video now, guys. My man said peace. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, tell the story real quick. Okay, so basically, basically, uh, long <clears throat> long story short, I woke up a very inspired man today. I woke up at like seven thirty eight. Had a bag of stuff. The reason I haven't showered is because I basically just got straight to work. I said, you know what, let me let me get all my hard work out of the way, then I'm gonna shower. Started building all the all of these chairs, this table. And then by the time I finished, it was probably about 11, 12, and had a few emails and shit to catch up on. So I said, you know what? I built all of the stuff for my rooftop. Let me go upstairs and enjoy the fruits of my labor. Let me let me work from upstairs. The sun's shining, it's nice. I can sit on my new chairs and the table that I just Put some sweat and tears into building. Cool. So while all of this is going on, I'm having to go in and outside of my front door. So I said, ah, oh, do you know what? If the if the wind blows this door shut, I'm screwed. Let me put my skip my spare keys in my pocket. Like that would be the smart thing to do. Because in case this door shuts, I can unlock it. So I've gone upstairs now, yeah, and the the door, sorry, the the table that I'm carrying, because it's quite a big table, has like Touched the door and then the wind's kind of blown it shut. I'm like, oh, no worries in it. I've got uh, I've got my keys in my pocket. It's calm. So I haven't even thought about, <laughs> about that yet. I've gone upstairs. I'm working for about three hours upstairs. Um, and then my my battery on my laptop starts to die. And I had a call with an athlete in five minutes. Five minutes time, yeah. So I've done all my work. Had an athlete call in five minutes. I said, cool. Let me go back downstairs. Put my key in the door now. The keys are moving, bro. <laughs> I was like, oh, hold on. Let me, you know, you know when you've got something in your other hand here, you think, all right, I need two hands to unlock this, unlock this door. Let me let me put my laptop down, put everything down. Bro, I put the key in again. It hasn't moved, and I just said to myself, my keys are on the other side of this lock, aren't they? <laughs> oh, jeez. And so, bro, I had to quickly just, like, organise something um, for someone else to do the call with the athlete and I was like, like I jumped on for the first 10 minutes I was like bro sorry I'm locked out of my house um, yeah nice to see you again we're gonna have to I'm gonna hand you over to, to my colleague and then bro I got on I got onto the internet I was on YouTube trying to see how to fucking 
open, get the key through the through the lock. Bruv, if you saw what I was doing, I had a plastic bottle and scissors. I was trying every sort of unorthodox method to, to open my door. Oh, man. <sighs> and then sorry, eventually, man. my... my Eventually, my saviour Jess came through and uh, and saw it out for me, and I'm 363 euros uh, out of pocket. Oh man! Damn. So man, man, had a, man had a real out of home experience. Literally, yeah. bro, literally. Well, well, yeah. All the time while he was drilling the lock, my keys were in my hand. My keys were in my hand. That just made it even worse. Oh man. No, no. <laughs> Harry's like, Harry's like, what, how, what how is, is that possible? No, his his other keys, his other keys were on the other side of the door, so he couldn't even open it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, that's mad. Yeah, for yeah. that, oh, we're here on the pod. You get me? With that being oh, said, yeah. Thing. With that being said, my bro, with that being said, yeah, what made you smile this week? I mean, we need to uh, up your, uplift your spirits, man. No, bro, I'm calm. Don't get me, don't get twisted. I'm calm. Good, good. Um, I, th- I think what made me smile is probably just today. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Just like doing all of this mad stuff, and there was a time when, because um, you have to remember, with coronavirus, I was thinking, bro, I don't even know if there's any locksmiths on duty right now. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, Literally, I called about five different companies that I just found on Google, yeah? Mm. None of them went through. They was all going to some Dutch answering machine. Obviously, I have no idea what, what to say. And then, bro, just out of the blue, when when all my chips were down, out of the blue, I get a call from a number. It's like, hey, we got a missed call from you. Oh, like, um, we can get someone sent out in half an hour. So, bro, yeah, to be honest, it was today, today even though it was a mad situation, it's just... Perspective in it could yeah, always be yeah, worse. Yeah. It could have been raining yeah. outside. Yeah. And and you know what? Yeah, yo, the, the, you're probably a blessing to them because I imagine the locksmiths are pretty not so busy now. So when they got that call, they must have been like, "This yeah, is bro. not a drill. This is not <laughs> a drill." <laughs> for real, for real, for real. Trust me, trust me. Uh, bro, bro. So I'm definitely never gonna leave my keys um, in the door again. That's for sure. No, don't do that. You've been doing that for years as well. What do you mean? As in, you've been doing that since you've like moved to Amsterdam, leaving the keys in your door, right? No, no, bro, never, never. Oh shit! Okay. Oh really? Oh, oh shit! I forgot to add another dynamic. I've been fasting today as well, so like oh, I was just shit. out, I'm, bro. It's just mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's all good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm eating. I'm refreshed. I'm happy to hear everyone's voice. Good. Um, let's get the shit cracking. Um, I, I, I was just um gonna do what made me smile. Um. What made me smile? Um, so basically, obviously, I'm I'm wrapping up the the project here, and I've had twelve of the songs ready for a long time, and I I remember that I played something to you guys in the group recently, and it was just like about me growing up in South London and all of these certain things that like kind of epitomised everything that as a young boy or a young girl living in London you'd go through in the, in the two thousands, and um, I thought to myself the other day, I was like, do you know what? I wanna I want to try and make a beat for this and put it out and maybe attach it to this project because I feel like when I was talking to Yaf as well, I was like, I feel like it will, it will like encapsulate the whole thing. And Yaf kind of spoke to me and told me that it'd be a good idea. So I recorded it and then I started to um, make this beat. Fam, if you heard this thing now, when I, when I finished it, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be sick. This is actually going to be sick. I'm so gassed at it. I'm so gassed. So yeah, that's what made me smile. I'll send it to you when I finish, yeah? Um, but yeah, yeah that's what made me smile, man. That's what made me smile. No, dope, dope, dope. Man like, man like Harry, 
Um, yes, obviously, you know, uh, obviously there'll be some people listening, a lot of people listening that will know you, that you're Olympian, you're a Team GB, uh, what do you call it, uh, athlete that has won like, countless medals, countless medals. But you want to pick your brain, you do things a little bit differently out of home. What are two things that people may not know about you, Harry? Oh, well, <laughs> let's think about that one because I do I do wear a lot on my sleeve, everything is out mm. there for myself. Mm. Um, even Google, Google hot me up. My, my middle name is Leslie. So <laughs> I have found you know, it hard to do. You know. <laughs> I never knew that was. I never knew. I was like, bro, exactly. Leslie, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and the bad thing is, yeah, that would have been my first name if it weren't for my granddad. Swear, but uh, I'm not judging. I'm not judging any Leslies out there. My first coach was called Les, so that's all calm. <laughs> you know, Les Ferdinand and all them representing <laughs> the name. But, yeah, but um, I don't know what. I, I I used to I, I was a little chess champ back in the day. I used to like playing oh, chess. Really? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. When I was um, in my in my early what, year six, year seven days, um, I was I was chess champ in my primary school, and then going to high school, I got whooped. But that that bloody <laughs> that bloody got chilled. Um, and the second subject in regards to what people don't know about me, um, I, I'm an advocate in the kitchen. People know that I like to cook, but I also mm. like to bake. I've even just baked a cake now. Swear down. Um, really? you got to yeah, send a picture to us when you've done when you, when you done, you got to send a picture. I can, I can, yeah. I've, 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 I've taken pictures. You know me. I, like, I always document things. I'm, I'm a documenter of life. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, I've, got, I've already taken the spills. But, uh, yeah. I like to bake chocolate fondant. That's my speciality. Um, so, you know, the, like, the lava cakes, obviously, when you book it. Yeah. I can make it spongy. I can make it thin. I can make it droop out. I can make it goo out. Um, but similar to like what we've all sort of said, um, learning and using opportunities and skills. So, yeah. you know, when Stephen was just saying about uh, the Adobe Cloud, I think you're talking about, right? Yeah. yeah, I've literally done the exact same thing. Same. So another thing that made me smile was I've just done a nice little edit on a video because um, I, 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 I'm quite creative. I'm very much someone who likes to, I've got an eye. Like you, like most people, yeah. I wouldn't say a perfectionist, but I'm very specific in things in the way that I want to do it. Um, so lucky enough, obviously on the gram, I've been able to work with individuals that have been able to enhance my platform. But also on a on a videography perspective, I've always been able to sort of put my own stuff out there. But lately, I've been using and 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 getting help from other people. I just wanted to sort of up my game individually. Mm. And um, same like you just said, using these After Effects, using all these little bits and bobs, I've literally just come out to like I'm now on the edits and all this sort of stuff here, my logic. <laughs> but to go back to the question what people don't know about me obviously I'm a bit of a a bit of a perfectionist uh, here's a random fact I don't necessarily when I'm at home I always have a specific point angle that I like to watch the TV so I mean, if I'm at my mum there's a chair I sit in if I'm at my house in Lovecraft there's a chair that I'll sit in yeah. I've just come to a new house and I'm living with my missus there's a chair that I'll sit in my nephew tried to fight me one time it ain't happening <laughs> and then not only that not only that Food for me is a bit of a, it's, it's a romance. So I'm saying you only get to eat so many times yeah, a day. Yeah, yeah, it's an yeah. enjoyment. It's not something that, that happens all the time, whenever, whatever. So it's a bit of a, there's a relationship there that I, you've got to heighten experience. That as I'm enjoying my food, if there's something, I'll have something on TV. I won't start eating because I've got something on TV that I like to start watching. Mm. Yeah. So when I've got my show on, I'm enjoying watching, then I'll start eating my food. If advert comes, if there's a break, I'll stop. And pause. No, For seriously. Real. 
Yeah. Nah. yeah. <laughs> That's a different did, kind of restraint. Did, did you have that one like, from, like, from a young age or something? It's probably from, yeah, like I've always, it's little random things that you didn't clock until someone else would say. So my missus, uh, my wife, she loves to eat her food hot. Yeah. Everything has to be hot. Whereas me, I like to relax when I finish. So when I'm done eating, I'm not moving. So everything, as I, the process is going on, I'm washing up, I'm putting things away. Everything will be immaculate before I start eating my yeah, food. Yeah, Even yeah, though the yeah. food is ready, maybe this might be coming from an African household, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but everything, I'm, I'm washing as I'm going, everything's tidy before I finish. And then I'll then sit down and eat the food. Whereas my missus will be probably halfway through. You know, she's, <laughs> she's ready and waiting. So I remember through that process, and then once I do sit down, she's like, Harry, your food's going to get cold. And I'm like, wait, I need to find something to watch. <laughs> and then she's like, but what? Yeah, that's so mad. You know? That's crazy. Because I, I, do, I do the one where you um, start off and you have the meal and you've got to find something to watch. But the one I can't get over is if it goes into, what if you enjoyed it and get to an advert, you just tool down all the tools, just like, I'll, I'll, I'll have a break. I'll have a break. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I sit back and I start talking I'll say how's your evening how's things going you know I'm just I'll take a moment it just, it just happens it just happens I just find that the, the, the relationship with food and every like you know when you can just experience something you want to heighten every part of that experience I'm the type of person that will buy two or something because I'll leave you know let's say for example talking charges I am an advocate for what people would say is Enjoyment is key, but also comfort is is something that needs to be added in there. So I think who was it? Who was it that said that they'd always hire a lazy person over a hard working person because the lazy person yeah. would find an easy yeah. way to do it. I'm yeah. that I'm not lazy, <laughs> but I'll find an easy way to do something and I'll find a way to enjoy it. Right about now, I've just moved into a place. I've got a PlayStation in one room and I've got a PlayStation literally next door, yeah? So there's a TV in both rooms. There's a setup that allows Harry, me hell, to just go... <laughs> what the hell, bro? I all, man. I think about back. things to the... I think about things to the next degree. I'm man playing weekend league. I haven't got time to be waiting and sharing TV. So certain things that I need to be doing, yeah? I will think about the symmetry of the room. I'll think about the line. I'll think about where we need to be and how we need to... I'll make a point of leaving charges in certain places because, you know, I'm, I'm that, that's the way I think. Like, the amount of lip balm I've got, there's one in my car, there's one in my dresser, there's one in this jacket. There's, I will think like that. And that's how my life is. Everything is ready and prepped. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bro, so what? So if your brethren's come round, you're not going to play separate rooms and go online on FIFA? <laughs> If, if we if we if we need to we can but equally if you're the same console, that's fine and to be fair I've already thought about that I've already thought about that when people come over the thing is I'm really proud of this space that me and my wife have just moved into because obviously we put a lot of hard work into it mm. but we've got this room that I think is you know the kitchen representative of a lot of our household um, where mum will be cooking and there's vibes there's always vibes in the kitchen so yeah. I've, I've wanted to sort of carry that into this place so I've got a nice little dining table corner sofa type thing that Sick. isn't what you'd normally have in a kitchen and then there's the breakfast bar and then there's options for people to sit here there and that is creating an environment where everyone can a lot of people can be but not feel cramped yeah. so in that thought process that's what you know when the man them come over when the sisters come over when the niece and nephew come over that everything's happening there. The room that I'm in right now ain't nothing going down. Hence the reason I ain't got a sofa yet because it's on delay. 
Quarantine. Quarantine. Don't delay. Harry. Harry. How does how does your crib compare to Drizzy's new crib? <laughs> oh my gosh! All I can say is that that, that there's marble, there's marble involved. I, I like I like marble. Jeez! Uh, yeah. I got I that cow cutter, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 not not real marble. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a there's a running theme through the house um, that me and my wife actually you know quite happily agreed on. Um, so there's uh, there's aspects of marble throughout the rooms. Uh, okay. In every room, you'll see a little bit of marble. So when I saw his kitchen. Um, I was like, yeah. But then he, he, Drizzy's theme is, you can tell it's Scarface. There's a lot of Scarface yeah, in there. Yeah, 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 if yeah, any yeah. of you man have seen the movie Scarface. Um, and that's what I like about him. Um, I would actually sit there and happily say that if I had a daughter, uh, I'd actually consider calling her Aubrey because he's one of my guys, man. Do you know what I'm so, saying? I'd actually consider that. The, 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 way, the way he thinks, through the last 10 years, the guy stayed true to who he, who he is mm. and if anything, has allowed us to see more of who he is. And, and even like, you know, the, the latest release, seeing his crib, filming it like it's nothing. My man filmed a music video just, just like it was smart, a bruv. Store, Instagram story. I just think yeah. he's smart, man. We were having a conversation yeah. about it. I just think he's just... His, him and his team are just marketing geniuses, man. Honestly. And especially yeah, with, yeah, a product, yeah. with a product yeah. with a product like Drake. Like, there, there's hard, it's very hard for you to miss, isn't it? Very, very hard for you to miss. Yeah. Um, I think, um, do, do you guys know about Architectural Digest? Uh, oh, I've heard wow. about it, I'm ready not. to learn. Oh my gosh. If you, Harry, especially like if you're interested in cribs and stuff, yeah. Architectural yeah. Digest, if you type it in on YouTube, it basically shows you around all of these mad cribs. And so like, for example, Scott Disick has done one, um, Kourtney Kardashian, like just they're, they're different celebrities. It's, oh, it's like a... Drake was on the recent one, isn't it? So Drake was on the cover of the mm-hmm. magazine, but I don't. I think because of Corona, that he hasn't have got in yet. the version yet. But when okay. that drops, oh my gosh, I think the page will be live. Lower. That'd be sick. Yeah, be yeah. But listen, I mean, I've been watching Grand Designs, non-stop Grand Designs, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna get on that one. A whole different digest. I'm gonna get on that one. Hey, hey listen, your yeah, sure. H, double. So listen, obviously, yeah. Obviously, with our in-house sessions, what we want to do is to understand people's journeys and um we all, we already know a little bit about you but we'd love to know where it all began where you come from how you got into sprinting and um yeah just uh yeah just a run through summary i guess um it's mad it's mad because obviously i'm i'm what i'm 31 now um as we all do we all uh partake in some form of activities it's called sports day i've always been fast i've always been the quick one i've always been quite rapid um, in regard to the majority of things. But I think when I, I think, I think I used to, I used to always race my dad, um, coming home sometimes. And this, these are little things that you don't realize. We're talking about influencing, you know, the world or individuals or hoping that, you know, someone might pick up on something. But just the individuals around us, you're not realizing how much it can channel their future. So my dad would race me. Um, we used to live on an estate and there was always like straight corridor, like straight sort of like blocks. And coming home from whatever days, I always used to race them. He always used to beat me. And it was something I always looked forward to. And I think when I was about nine, I beat him. You beat your dad at nine? I was like, rah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think when I was nine, nine, when I was about nine, maybe, maybe a touch earlier, but around that age, rah. I remember beating him. I was thinking to myself, rah, like, 
yeah, like, I was just there gassed. I was just gassed about it. But And then after that, he never wanted to race me again. He actually, I wouldn't he want to race a nine-year-old <laughs> again, bro. <laughs> Doing bits for you, in it? Oh, and um, it made me laugh. But obviously, I took that mentality, like, moving forward that, you know, and I always, I was always quite, I don't know, quite um, challenging. I always wanted challenges, challenges, mm. challenges. And um, I remember playing the game of British Bulldogs. So by this point, I'm already yeah. pretty fast. I'm fast in most places and whatever else. Um, and quite dissimilar to, like, most sports that you think are quite straightforward, Athletics is quite hard to get into because even though you might be fast at school or whatever else, you've still got to go down the right avenues and the right yeah. channels to, to get into the right races, to be in the right places and then to move forward from that perspective. And I was playing again with British Bulldog, just as simple as that. Um, I was obviously one of the last ones, but coming from a West African household, again, I'm, I've not come into contact with many animals. And there was a dog that came past, happened to be a Labrador, thankfully. And um, I know that we all laugh about this, right? When you watch a horror movie and you see the person running away from Michael Myers, from Freddy Krueger, whoever it is, and they're looking back and you're saying, why are you looking back? Because they fall over. Yeah. That's what happened to me. And I was just looking back, looking back, looking back. Mm. I've, I've beaten the dog. I'm running away from the dog. But these times, the dog ain't stopped running and I'm asthmatic in it. So I'm just trying to... <laughs> I'm going to run out of gas soon. So I'm looking back. I fall over. The dog wants to sniff me. Anyway, cut a long story short. Just so happens at that moment in time, a guy was walking past and he happened to be an affiliate of Sutton Arena and he just said, dude, you're rapid. He's like, look, <laughs> you need to go and train with Leslie Crazy. at Sutton Arena. Uh, yeah. And, and I mean, to be given the actual information to who to go to and where to go to. And, I, and I'd say like, obviously I picked up, went Sutton Arena to go train. And again, I have found through my process in life it's never been straightforward. It's always been more like a Dragon Ball Z movie or a Rocky or whatever you want to say, how you fight, you come across one challenge, the guy batters you the first time, but then you go away, you go into your time chamber, you go into your, wherever you want to say Rocky went on the beach with whoever else against Club that. You go into these little training camps and then come out and then you beat the guy. Mm. But it might not be as straightforward as that, but it's always been like that. So I remember going to my first um, bar of sports and I finished like fifth the next year I won it. I remember everyone was talking about how there's this one guy called Tyson Phillips on my end that was faster than me. And the next thing you know, he raped me, beat me. Then the next time, I beat him. And then after that, it was my county. Obviously, came second. And the next year, I win it. And it's all about all of these progressive mm. progression. It's not, it's not every time you do something first time around that you're going to win. And I found the enjoyment of knowing that I was on a progression and level that not many people have gone through. And, and I found that what I was looking for, I'd always find a silver lining. So we're in this era of like some form of technology. So I'm looking up things on the internet and I was checking to see what people my age were running. So I think when I was about 14, um, I finished third at the English schools. Mm. So the category, the way they do the age groups at football, it'll be a bit different. So I was, I was categorized as under 17, mm. but I was 14. So I was racing 15 and 16 year olds. So I finished third. Now for me, I was like, that's third in the country. So I was like, right, okay. But obviously, I want to win. And I had another year in the age group the next year. Yeah. But these times, I was like, looking up on the internet, I found out that obviously there was no Twitter, there was no Instagram. I had to research these things myself. And I found out I just became the fastest 14-year-old of all time in Europe. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I found that out just by like researching myself. Mum was looking on some website called like Tilly Stoppager or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. And then it just so happened that the following year, so if that was the end of that season, so I turned 15 and then 
start training for the next season, I turned into a bit of a, um, a bully of the age group. Like I, I just, I, I dominated a fair bit of that age group. But Nike came along, um, and I then, you know, was entered an agreement with them, and um, I again, I just won everything that year. Uh, I won the indoors, I won outdoors. I, was, I even did the 200, which I never even did because I didn't really train for it. I won. So the next year now, uh, turning 16, um, I come across one of my biggest adversaries, Alex Nelson. So he's got a sister called Ashley Nelson. Yeah, she's yeah, an yeah, Olympian, yeah, yeah, yeah. a medalist and all sorts. Um, and Alex was, he was bigger than me. He was he was taller than me. He had bigger legs. He was he was hairy. I was like, oh, how's he got a beard at this age? What's going on? <laughs> And um, it's funny that this year, I, I'm taking a bit of time talking about my young years, but this year sort of taught me a lot and instilled a lot in me because the guy smacked me up. I'm talking, I was racing uh, as an under 20. So under 20, there's some people that get an extra year. So I'm 16 now, competing against 17, 18, 19-year-olds. Wow. So we're talking Craig Pickering, Simeon Williamson. This is like a bit of a golden generation. Even like Greg Rutherford came along and tried to run up everyone. <laughs> Wade Bennett Jackson, Julian Thomas. So that year we had the World Youth Championships and the European Junior Championship. So I targeted the World Youth because the World Youth was mainly based under 18. Um, so I qualified for that running a time. I'd run like 10.5 or at this point, 10.4, 10.5. How old are you, um, you running run 10-4? I'm, I'm 16. Wow. 16. So I was running like 10 10-4. At this point, I, my season's best was 10-5. And we went to a place in Germany, Mannheim. This track was rapid. My guy put a nice two meters on me. I said, wow. He ran like 10-30 something, like 10-31. And he was 17. And I was like, oh gosh, like, um, what am I going to do? So we go to these championships now, World Juice. Now, bearing in mind, we're in the plains of Africa because this is in Morocco. And this taught me a lot. We're in Morocco. Johan Blake was there. He was young. Tester Bledman was there. He was young. And um, I've gone through the round in the heat without trying. Obviously, the sun. I was in my natural element. It was like all of a sudden, my pigmentation, everything just elevated. <laughs> I'm, in I'm telling you, it was... I remember that. It was activated. Everything activated, you know, and I ran the heat and I went 10.38 and I felt like I was jogging. The way my feet were just moving. Uh, bah, 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 bah. I was like, so, so that was a PB in the heat and I was just boom, at the blocks, 10.38 PB, fastest I've ever run. I was like, what's going on? Yeah. Whoa. Come to the come to the semi now. I'm now, try, I tried to run fast. I just tried. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to, I won the heat. I won the semi, but I ran like 10.4 something into a headwind or mm. still wind. And I was like, rah. Then I watched Alex run his semi-final and he breezed it. He ran like 10-4 into a minus two and a half. Now, if you know wind reading, that's basically running into a, a gale force wind, very strong wind. Ooh, and I said to myself, gosh. how am I going to beat him? Now, this is a great thing about championships. You have time to reflect and you have time to think about everything you're doing. And this gave me a lot of understanding about my mindset mm. and who I was as an individual. And the next day now, we're warming up. So this is for the final. So we ran two rounds one day. The next day it's a round. The final. So it was about sunset, but their son had been beaten. And Alex Nelson had come up to me and he came, put his hand up to me. Now, don't get me wrong, he could just be being nice. He put his hand up to me and he said, May the best man win. I stopped and I was like, Well, you are the best man. So, what are you talking about? Like, wow. But then I saw that at the gateway because I looked at him again and he didn't look so great. My guy's from Stoke, he's mixed race. He ain't dealing with the heat too well. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about a different evolutionary system here. My guy is struggling in the heat. 
And I'm going, you know what? I'm here for a reason. That's what I said to myself. I said, I'm here for a reason. I'm here to do the best that I can possibly do. I'm here to do this. Next thing you know, bang, done goes. No one's ahead of me. No, one, no one's running away from things. I won the race by a hundredth of a second. Wow. 10.35 to 10.36. I ran my best race. He didn't run his best race because he'd run faster that season. But point being was come at the man, come at the day. It was the World mm. Youth Championship final. And that was what it was about. And in similar concept, I, I entered in the 200 just because I didn't want to be bored. Now, bearing in mind, I don't run twos. So I'd won the 100. I jogged the 200 round. I'd go through the semi-final and the 200. I'm tired. I didn't really want to do it because I was scared. And my coach said to me, look, Harry, go all out. All out for 80 and just hang on to dear life. If, if anyone can find footage of that, that race, you will see me running the like the most superb <laughs> athlete, the first 80 metres. After that, lactic kicked in, arms flailing everywhere. But I went on to win. <laughs> I went on to win and I became the first person to ever do the double and I was the world youth, double world youth champion. Bolt wow. hadn't even done it. And that's where, obviously, Ooh. Harry Double A sort of 2005 jumped onto the scene. Ooh. I then went on, obviously, I then went on to win the world juniors. Um, the following year, in 2006, um, beating Johan Blake and a few others. And the same concept. I wow. went to the championships, not being the fastest. Mm. Um, there was a few Jamaicans that had run fast. There was an American that had run fast. He ran like 10-12. So I was 17. This guy was 19. He ran 10-12. The guy got knocked out in the semi-final. And these are the things <clears> that you need to remember. That No matter where you go and do your thing, come, let's do it today. Like, yeah, like really. what you do back in the day. If someone offers you out on that day, whether it be race, whatever, you got to deal with the conditions that day. So, mm -hmm. you know, I went on to win uh, the World Juniors. I was BBC Young Sports Personality of the Year. I then went wow. forward to do some good things. But obviously, through that journey, I then imagine, like, I got hit. I was 18. So I was still a junior that year. I still yeah. had another year to, to improve what I was doing. And I ended up getting a double par stress fracture in my back. So I got wow. two cracks in my back. So in that yeah. year in itself, I then had to put a back brace on and... Again, I've never, I've never been negative. Uh, we filmed a documentary BBC that year, and you just seen it at the end of the documentary. I was in Oceana Raven, mate. I decided to be an Asian <laughs> that year, <laughs> and I've seen Kieran a few times. Don't worry, we've been through the postpartum in Oceana a few times. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just decided don't to be on my name, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing. So that's what I'm trying to say. And then 19 became an Olympian, Beijing, um, but the but then I was held back because I wasn't allowed to run. And then the team messed up. And I went on to run what was my PB for a long time later on that year, proving a point. I always just found that whenever there's a setback, you use the opportunity to go forth and continue yeah, to do better. Mm. Um, 2009, they then gave me the opportunity. And then I anchored the team to a world bronze medal. Sick. Um, 2010, I was ranked fifth in the world over 60 meters. But then I stopped tendon in behind my knee that saw me out for the rest of the outdoor season but I used the opportunity to work on my sprinting profile I then 2011 missed out on the world final by one place 2012 I tore my hamstrings I wasn't able to go to London Olympics but then come 2013 I got myself back in some supreme shape ran 1008 as a PB and then 2014 with medals Commonwealth silver in the relay um, European gold in the relay and then European bronze medalist in the 100 metres um, 2016, 10.08 again, running at the Rio Olympics. Unfortunately, we finished fifth. Um, 2017, Wimby sub-10. Um, and in 2018, European gold medalist anchoring the team for the relay. And so now everything's just looking forward to 2020. Like, I've had a lot of ups and downs through that process, but everything that's installed for me was from that young age when I was yeah. 15. And I, when I step on a line with someone, 
and you've run faster than me or you've beaten me, mm. I've got a stubborn mentality. Mm. You know, I always, always come back. I'm always gonna, I'm always gonna find everyone's entitled a moment, and I'm in true belief of that. Yeah. In 2014, I won medals. Richard Kilty won medals. Adam Jimmy won medals. Some people ran fast. Some people got their claim, and that everyone, God blesses all of us. Mm. No one has to sit there. And although I want to beat you and I want to win every race, everyone is entitled their moment. And my, I've got more to come. So that's a summary of where I've sort of come from and where I've been. Bro, um, that is and that's, so that's where I'm at now. Do you know it's so funny? Because I've known you for yeah. so long, but I've never heard you sit down and like break that down. And I think one of the things that comes out crystal clear is that you've gone through your setbacks, but you've never allowed it to overcome you. And I, and I realised that you probably had a lot of that from those early days when you used to race your dad. Because... I don't think a lot of people have those setbacks in their life. And when they, or when they do, they have them late and don't know how to deal with them. You were dealing with like maybe losing a race to your pops or losing a race to um, um, Ashley's brother. And like those little things, they add up, they add up, they add up. But you never allow them to just define you as an individual. Just like, okay, I lost. Where's the learning? How do I move on from that? Do you know what I mean? And I think that's sick, bro. No, I appreciate it, bro. It's, it's one of those things that also I think if you if we if you talk about mental stimuluses and mental health, obviously there's a lot of people out there that that need help, and mm. it's it's a bit mad because what I find is it, a lot of people have said to me that I was a confident youngster, mm. and I think to myself I wasn't I wasn't that cocky, I wasn't that confident. What I was was positive, yeah, and I feel like that's a true reflection on my parents mm. and the household that they brought me up in. Being West African, being Ghanaian, being Nigerian, even Jamaican to an extent. Like, there's a lot of things where positivity is just brimmed in the household. Cooking yeah, is true. an enjoying process. It's true. If you come into my house, I've got three sisters and I've got crazy nieces and nephews. We are dancing, we are raving, we are enjoying everything. And when I used to go to some races, even my mum would they'd be like, Harry, you... Don't be scared of him. Don't be scared of him. Oh, 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 man, you're right. Don't be scared of him. Don't, don't be scared. That's my mom telling me to not be scared of someone to go run the race. And I'm doing this and I come back. And even if I don't win, you did well. Nothing mm. is a negative experience. Yeah. My dad will come and watch me play football. He'll say, Harry, why are you standing behind this? Get in, get in, get in the front post. Why, you're, you're, you're five foot nothing. Why are you standing in front behind this six foot guy? I've seen come Harry on, play please. football. You don't want to play football with Harry, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Why, why, why? Put it, put it this way, yeah. The 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 West Africa versus the United Caribbean, the Caribbean Islands, yeah. If it was athletics, we're losing. But football, yeah, we could take all three of these guys, bro. <laughs> 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 oh, no, my, my touch is missing, man. My touch is missing. When you're as fast as I am, the ball falls behind you. <laughs> oh shit! But, <laughs> you know. We, we used to play. We used to play like uh, Africa versus the world. Like, it'd be so funny because you, like, you just get um, the like the stereotypes. Like the Africa, we just like chop people down. Like yes. it, my my dad used to tell me like, um, what, what did he used to say? That if the goal, the ball can go past you, but not the man. But hey, hey, hey no, you, that, you've um, you've 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 had your fair share of injuries, isn't it? So like. How, talk us oh, through. Mate, yeah, talk yeah. us through like what that's been for you, like mentally. Obviously, you have a positive outlook on life, but like, how how like, how yeah. did you deal with those as they were coming up, especially uh, just before the Olympics, like twice now, isn't it? 
Yeah, so like the thing is, it's all it's, it's all a bit mad because I probably had like my most biggest threatening injury when I was young, mm. uh, which obviously gives me some form of understanding of how to be and where to move in that regard. But yeah, so when I when I was when I was when I won the World Juniors in '06, I had an issue with my back, but I was misdiagnosed, and um, I had my first stress fracture then. So I still went on to win the World Juniors with a stress fracture in my back. Mm. Uh, I didn't know but then it came back double and worse the following year in 2007 so I had a double pass that means it would never heal so even now I'm sat here with the same injury that I had back then wow. um, so that will never heal it's just something I've had to maintain and you know train around and if, it, if things flare up if my back goes into spasm it goes into spasm so mm. I've been dealing with this since 2006 yeah. so in 2007 I actually got told to spend the majority of the year out and that was the hardest point because I was top dog I had I was sponsored by Nike. I had a car sponsor. I had money coming in. I was just like now, bearing in mind I was like seventeen, turned I was I think I was eighteen. I was eighteen, yeah, in two thousand and seven. Yeah. So that was tough for me to sort of put that dream of doing the treble and winning the European Juniors aside. But then I realised that there was bigger fish to fry to an extent. Like I had to look after myself. But what I used it for was an opportunity just to. Uh, enjoy life enjoy, enjoy being myself because what my parents did which I'm so thankful for they never ever allowed me to think that I was ever something of pure greatness I don't know like like I was better than anyone because yeah. I'm not I'm just doing something that I'm enjoying I've got God given talents and gifts and the mentality that allows me to push forward with it when I won the world use and I was double world youth champion. Best believe I still did the washing up when I got home. <laughs> my mum and dad still made me bring them their soap yeah, water yeah, to wash their hands after they ate their food. food. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like that, that, that was still something that I had to do. Um, like oh, I could buy my own whip. I could do certain things, but mm. I, I was still scared of my mum more than I was the, the police. Yeah. So when these things sort of happened, I was, I was like, I was injured, but I was like, oh, you know what? I'm still young, I'm 18, let me enjoy being around my friends because these are all commitments and things that you miss out on. Mm. Um, I'm, I've never been on a lad's holiday up until my mate tagged you as of like two years ago. Mm. Um, so that was tough but, because what, sometimes what you feel was like um, when someone's telling you that you can't live your life, it's hard because that's all you want to do. You just want to move forward yeah. in a rate that you are moving at. And I found it interesting that certain people, not to say that my sponsors dropped down or anything like that, but I realised who my team was. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really get injured properly again up until 2010 when I was yeah. when I was moving. I was, I was ranked fifth over 60 metres in the world. I ran 655. Uh, me and Chambers were going toe-to-toe. Mm. And I went to the Doha World Indoors and mid-race, bang, snapped a tendon behind my knee. So that's mm. never going to repair. Uh, that was 2010. Tumbled down the track. But because of this positive mindset, that has been installed in me, I've always got this feeling that things are going to be all right. And, you know, as cheesy as it is, I've got a tattoo on the side of my, my stomach. And it and it just says, it's a cross, and it just says, child of God. Mm. Because at this point, I'd come to understand in my social life, in my athletic career, when things have gone wrong for me, sometimes it's not about how good things are and how good things can be. Because without being funny... We're all individuals that want to earn our own right. We're yeah. talking about Yaf putting up his own 
DIY today. He wanted to go and enjoy the work that he had done. Mm. He didn't want someone, he didn't want to buy it and someone go put it up there for him, job done. Like, don't get me wrong, some people do that, but he wanted to go and enjoy his rewards. Yeah. And yeah. he has every right to because you enjoy it that much more. So none of us want a, a silver spoon in our mouth and just be given. I don't want to be given an Olympic gold medal. I want to earn it. I want to go through the struggle. Mm. But when I, when I say that I'm a child of God and I've got this thing on my side because I sit there and I say, when things have gone bad, they've not gone terribly bad. Yeah. I've landed on my feet. Mm. Someone's looking out for me because when things could be go terribly wrong, I've got three stress factors on my back. I should not be able to run. Mm. I've snapped the tendon. I should not be able to run. But I come back and I'm better and I'm stronger. Yeah. I'm still put in a position where if I don't run for the year, my sponsors turn around and say, financially, we're going to take care of you because we're invested in you. When they could turn around and say, actually not. Because someone's looking out for me. And that's the reason that I've always thought if something happens, it happens for a reason. Yeah. I'm not saying that fate is, is, is pre-written. But what I'm saying is that there's a pathway out there for us that, you know, is, 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 is luring us, is luring us to greatness. And that's mm. how I've always felt. If I'm injured one year, 2010, I start attending. But all of a sudden, 2011, the back end of my race, if I'm talking, I could break down 100 meters to you and it'll, you'll, you'll think, what the hell am I talking about? But my, my first 60 was good. So my acceleration phase on midpoint was fine. But my back end, I wasn't doing much. Once I snapped this tendon, all of a sudden, my 30, my, my 60 to 40 dramatically changed. I was coming through like a train. Yeah? <laughs> so my energy distribution changed. Yeah. So everything's changed. And then that enabled me to run the back leg on the relay, leg two. That's where the top end speed is. That's where you use someone for the majority of the top end speed. All of these little things, all these little factors have actually gone in the right direction for me. So when you do come across injuries, like I feel better now at the age of 31 than I did, than I did when I was like 23 wow. because that's when my back was right. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. I was struggling a lot with hamstring tears. I was struggling a lot with my mobility. Whereas now, at the age of like my last few years, I've taken such good care of my body and understood it. When I do get hurt and injured, I know that I'll be able to. I know. I know why. I know how. And I know how to get better from it. Yeah. So it just installed more, more, more. Like uh, I don't know how to put it. Just reinforces the fact that you can take care of yourself. Oh, mm. mad. I've got a couple. Like just a couple more questions from me. Then before yeah. I hand it over to Yafia. Um, talk yeah. up, talk because you just mentioned about breaking down a hundred meters. Like, talk, talk us through that. Like, what, what is that? How, how can you break that, break up a hundred meters? And what, what do you go through as a sprinter when you like before you get to the line, before you hear like set, before you hear the gun? Like, what is that? It's mad. It, 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 in, a, in a sense, it's really hard to sort of generically explain. But everyone, everyone knows. I think they did a study that compared tension and nervousness in regards to certain situations. I think one of them was like a spot kick 
the start of 100 meters, um, a tennis final, and in the nervousness and the serenity, the, the surrealness was the 100 meters. The moment the person said set, you know, set is, is crazy. Um, the only way to just sort of describe the process is it's probably like about a four or five hour process in regards to getting ready for a competition. Uh, if you just want in one race, that is as well. So I could be sat here now and let's say that I know that I'm running at a race at seven o'clock. So you work back. My race starts at seven o'clock. So therefore the call room, so the call room is where everyone gets sort of like organized. So you get, you don't have any phones, you don't have any technology, you don't have your headphones, you don't have nothing. Uh, your eight of you will be marched from one place from the warm-up area to the midpoint to the underneath the stadium and then you're at the track. Mm. That whole process probably takes about 30, 40 minutes depending on where you are. So let's just say 30 minutes. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know that you're going to, your warm-up, which includes, uh, this is in bearing in mind getting ready for one race, your warm-up will probably take about an hour and a half. Including that, you'll see your physiotherapist. So all of a sudden, I'm starting my warm-up at five. Um, yeah, five. So if, sorry, if the race is at, at seven, uh, 6.30, I need to be ready by. But then that means half hour, hour, I'm, I'm actually getting ready in and around four o'clock. Do you know what I mean? Like that's 4.30. That's, that's what I'm thinking about getting ready. I then got to get transport there. I then got to eat before that. So once I start my travels to the track, we're now talking about seeing the physio, general warm-up, getting in a good bubbly mood, positive mindset. You might see your competitors around the track. Some of them don't want to talk to you. You might want to not want to talk to them. I'm quite bubbly. I'm quite happy. So if you give me any reason, if I see a change in your perspective, I know that I've got an in on that day that you might not be feeling great. Yeah. Um, once you then go into the cool rooms, you now sat there, eight of you, you know, it could be eight fastest men in the world, like you're talking about a small percentage. Crazy. You're all there just, you know, some are talking, some are chilling, some aren't saying a word. Bolt used to be relaxed and chat shit. Kim Collins would chat shit. Some Americans <laughs> wouldn't. They, they, they were aggy. Um, Justin Gatlin would be vibe TV in the zone, wouldn't be doing nothing. I'm a bit of a mid, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mix, it just depends on my vibe. Um, you then, sometimes it's weird because you then, that's when you start to feel weak. Sometimes you literally do feel weak, like your legs go like jelly, you're, you're feeling nervous because you're walking around. So some things that I would often do is, you don't realise that your shoulders are creeping up to your ears, like you're feeling tension, you just have to go, hang on, take a deep breath, and out, and relax. And all of a sudden, you just feel yourself just feel tall again. Yeah. So then, you then get changed, you're then ready. Now these times, you're getting ready to race, so you're, you're trying to screw your head on. Everyone will think about different cues. So cues being, you know, when you're about to take that spot kick or free kick, you know where you want to hit the ball, you know where your run-up is, you know obviously how many steps you need to take, you know if you want to strike the valve or not. So here for us, we're thinking, all right, hit those first, first three steps. We're thinking, you know, pump, pump the knee to chest. You're thinking, you know, keep the head down. You're thinking, you know, explode. You might just be thinking about jumping. Some people count that, some people don't. For me, I'm thinking about my first three steps. I'm just thinking about going one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Make sure I'm getting down quick, but at the same time, I'm not messing myself up and getting them down too short. So, all right, now on your marks. So you sit up in front, you've had your intro, wave to the crowd, then on your marks. Get down into the blocks. You set your blocks up now and it's all about feeling powerful and springy. So, you know, this whole process, why well, that's why it takes so long. We're talking about one, two minutes for someone just to get ready and settle on the blocks. Mm. So, at this point, you need to clear your mind. I can't be thinking one, two, three. Because if you're thinking, there's a delay. There's mm. a delay in the process of 
when you're going to go because you're thinking and you're listening to the gun. You need to be clear of mind. You just need to be reactive. All I say to myself is, time to go. Time to go. Got to get ready. It's time to go. Yeah? Then you hear set. Then you're clear. Now you just have to react to the gun. Bang, gone. But then that's where, for me, my best race is, is when the body just takes over and then you just wake up at 60 meters. And then that's when your brain comes into action. Mm-hmm. So when I won my World Juniors or when I've won some bigger races, you, you come up through that 60 meter phase and then that's where your mindset matters. If you tense up now, I'm a mm-hmm. big guy. If I tense up, my muscles get tense. I'm going backwards. Mm-hmm. Because I think, I remember us talking in Power Base a long time ago. Yeah. And we were talking about lifting in the gym and you said, yeah, I'm not trying to get too big because obviously I need to be relaxed and loose for football. The same concept, a powerful muscle is a relaxed muscle. Mm. Even though I'm big and bulky, if I I tense up, I'm going backwards. But the moment I've relaxed now, everything is speed maintenance. Mm. So if if I was to tell you now that in 100 meters, you see when you see Bolt run away from everyone at 60 meters? Yeah. Everyone, they think he speeds up. He doesn't speed up. He maintains his velocity of speed better than everyone else. Oh. Some reaches are probably shy about 60 meters. From that perspective on, they're slowing down. No one is speeding up through that last 40 meters. So if you can take your speed curve, yeah, can maintain that speed curve to not drop as much as everyone else, yeah. that's when you see them run run away or run through or come through. So that person that was winning, he's exploded, used all of his energy. And he can't maintain his speed anymore, so he's just dropping down. Yeah. That was- Harry, you're making me wanna you're making me wanna run around the block and Trust me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. Once I get to the corner, I'm gonna hit my velocity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like some people some people hit their top speed uh, at like 30 meters, 40 meters. So we're looking at speed profile. So I know so that's me telling you 100 meters from a field perspective. So from a scientific, a scientific perspective, I know what I need to go through 30 meters in. I need to go through 30 meters with my reaction time in around 3.9 seconds. I need to go through 60 meters in sub in around 6.5 in around that perspective. I need to have a flying 30 meters, so that velocity of about, you know, 3.6, 3.5. If I can get to those sort of speeds we're talking about, 11, 11.8, 11.6 meters per second, which equates to, I think, around 20, 28, 27 miles per hour. These are velocities and speeds that we're looking to hit. So we need to understand that these velocities and speeds to know what it then feels like. So there's a scientific approach mm. and then you know what that feels like. Mm, okay. So even though I'm saying that everyone speeds up, I know for me, I, I'm on average hitting around 47 to 46 steps for 100 meters. My stride length, maximal stride length is in and around 220 to 225. Wow. Whereas someone like Bolt, the reason why Bolt was so fast is because my frequency, so that's the rate that my legs turn yeah, over, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're turning, I can get my legs done quite quickly. So I'm at like five hertz, five hertz a second. That's how, five steps a second. That's how many steps I'm taking a second, let's say, for example. Um, whereas Bolt, his, his might be, uh, so his stride length would be around 260, 270, something like that. So my stride length is about 230, 220. Yeah. So with each step, he's taking 30 yeah, centimeters yeah, yeah, out yeah, of yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then even though he's big and tall, so most big tall people, their velocity would be slower. Yeah. So even though someone might have a longer stride length than me, my frequency tops theirs. So that's how I'm keeping pace or I'm ahead or while I'm running away. Oh. Whereas his, his frequency was nearly on par with some of the smaller guys. Wow. At six Jeez. foot four, six foot five, that's the reason why he was as fast because his velocity and step over was as quick as a, as smaller people. Like I'm five ten, 
and his stride length was massive. Mm. So he's taking chunks out the track as well as keeping pace with the frequency. So that, from a scientific perspective, is as to why he was is the best and the greatest yeah, to yeah. come, 958. Wow. He's running he managed to get that personal breakdown, boy. Yeah, but, for sure. but the thing is, he was not slowing down as much as everyone else, hence the reason why okay. he was running away from everyone. He was doing the damage at the start. So if you're talking about 46 steps, you, 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 you know that he'd probably be below 40. Wow. wow. Uh, Harry, Harry, you know you were breaking down basically how everybody is before the race, you know, trying to get relaxed or trying to avoid getting um, tense. Um, Obviously, um, you mentioned Bolt, and obviously he's been m- managing to, you know, perform at, at intense uh, pressure. Like, uh, do you have any insights in general? Like, how do you guys cope with that? Okay, cool. You've won a previous race, and then you know, like, those four hours come down to ten seconds. Like, four hours of that comes down to ten seconds. How do you um, maintain that poise? to do it consistently so I always rate the people that have won multiple championships because it just means that they're calm in whatever circumstance you know what it is you look forward to it mm. you actually everything about it well, Kieran when you used to play ball yeah, yeah. you get a cup final yeah you were looking forward to the day yeah of course you were bro. sat there you were like I cannot wait <laughs> I cannot wait to go out there and the thing is when you know that you're the best when you know that you've got things to prove these are the, the champions we're talking about the Roger Federer's we're talking about the Tiger Woods these guys were going out there to perform and show off. Mm. When, I, when I knew that I was in pole position for certain races, it's only when you have doubt, and I have this written, I've got a fridge, um, and I have something written up on it. Doubt kills, man. Doubt. Doubt is that thing that jumps yeah. on your shoulder and makes you question yourself. Yeah. Coming from that positive, confident background, when you start to doubt yourself, that's when I think, oh, hang on, one, two, three, gun's gone, and I have a bad reaction. Yeah. We all have doubt. It all comes across. Like, Can I do this? Am I good enough? Get that out of your head. Get that, get that the fuck out of your head and think about how you're going to enjoy it, how you're going to enjoy crossing that line because when you look forward to certain things, it makes the whole process so much better. The day That's doesn't true. go as long. Yeah. The, the moments don't feel as fast. Your stomach doesn't feel so tight. The nervousness and the butterflies aren't necessarily there because you're like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm excited. So these men here, Bolt was loving every minute because every minute was about him. He was enjoying it because it's a show. He's enjoying it. He can't wait. He can't wait for the cameras to come on in because that's when you start seeing it to the world and that's when you start seeing them dancing because it's a process. There's, there's only so many people that you can sit there and say that they shy away from it. But look at Mayweather. Mayweather, he milks every moment. Every, all of these great that you're talking about, that four hours, they can't wait for it to be over. So I'm sat there sometimes when I really know that I'm in good shape and I'm really looking forward to a race. I'm, I'm excited. The only times when I know I might not be in that great shape or I'm coming back from an injury or I'm not actually doing the best, like I'm not in the best place possible, that's when you're, you're trying to buy time. Yeah. That's when you're thinking about the moments. You're hopeful. We shouldn't be hopeful. We should be confident. And you've got to go into it with a positive attitude knowing that you've done what you can do. And even if you're not in pole position, you're going to do what you can to put yourself in the best position. That's Preach, it. That's Harry, you can bro. Do. Preach, fam. Preach. Hello, Megan. Hello, Jason. Yo. <laughs> yo, Yaf, yo, what do you think? Yeah, no, Harry, I'm like, it's, it's mad interesting here because I feel as though your journey's been so sick and you've kind of just taken everything in your stride, no pun intended. Wee. But um, <laughs> interesting to that I've, I've been lining our one up for a minute still. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm just interested to know like the other side of it man like 
what are some of the dope things you've been able to do through um, through your trade? Like, what have you experienced? Have you got any like crazy stories from your times? Like, I'm just interested to know that side of it. Oh. Well. Do you know what? Yeah, that's a good one because firstly, travel. Mm. Um, my passport is hella stamped. I've I, like I've done the forty before forty. I've I've done that. Like, that's come on, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's something I'm very thankful for because obviously, you know, you're you're you're. I've been I've been to numerous places, numerous amounts of time that I probably wouldn't have been able to see, which makes you a more cultured person. Like I'm talking to individuals about their life, and you know, and you guys can preach about cultural differences and learning and taking yourself out of your comfort zone. And I've experienced all of that to this degree. Um, and you know, you can only sit and be thankful for it because half of it is well, the ninety percent of it has been paid for. Um, one place, uh, one thing that I would say, like meeting people. Uh, See, like, fortunately enough, I've, I've, wanted, I've, I've been in around certain companies. I've met Sir Alex Ferguson. I've mm-hmm. met, you know, Ronaldinho. I've met Kobe. I've met Lewis Hamilton. I've met all these people because you're in these types of places and yeah. you're able to mm-hmm. discuss certain things with them. I mean, when I saw Sir Alex Ferguson, I was just a fanboy. I'm a Man United fan, so I was like, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, I've met the Queen, you know? Little things like this um. you don't obviously necessarily think about and... Um, I'd say that the sport has enabled me to learn about myself. Luckily enough, I think sport sport is massive in the sense that it teaches you so much about yourself without realising that you're learning. Because I learned that I'm resilient. I learned that I, I, I obviously have my own comfort. I learned that I'm stubborn. I learned things I need to work on. I've learned so much. And it's only because it broadens your mindset whereas you're in a situation, position to, to put yourself out there. But from a from a holistic perspective, I'd say that happiness is, is taught me to, to to see what others do who who are most athletes that are the best are happy. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. when you're saying what have I seen, what have I I've, I've got hella stories about like like you know being in around certain circles. Um, but like you said, the ones that sort of stand out for me, like just being around Justin Gatlin, for example. I was watching him train one time. I was training with him, so I was very really young. Went to training camp and I'm training with him and Sean Crawford. So these are the two recent. Uh, they won the Olympics in 2004, 100 and 200, and the relay. Um, and I'm there training with them in 2006 uh, as a youngster. And <laughs> this story always makes me laugh because this is no, this is not degrading women at all or anything like that. But they were they were able to 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 focus but have fun with each other. And I remember that some there was some there was some athlete at the track that we were training at the time. And they were like, this girl was running up and down the stairs. And I remember Gatlin like shouting out, being like, damn girl, you're going to be distracting me of all of that. And then like, we're all laughing <laughs> on your marks. So we're now down in the blocks. And then like, I think, I think, I think Crawford then goes, how old y'all think she was? Set. And then Gatlin's like, I don't know, you know, bang, gone, gone. And they were off. Like, it was mm-hmm. These guys are, uh, oh, like, oh, they throw me off, man. They actually throw me off. In circles like of greatness like that, just just allow you to go. You know what? This is this is fantastic. Mm. And I mean, like I said I've met the Queen. I've been around certain people that I, I would sit there and say are my friends or whatever else. But it's just you know, even just going to Loughborough, yeah. certain things like me and Kieran. Like I wouldn't have been in these places if it weren't for track and field. Mm. I think that's so sick because like I feel as though now athletes in particular really using their sport as a vehicle to do everything you just said, like learn about themselves, 
experience the world, um, give back in certain elements as well. So I really Absolutely. feel that the, the 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 athlete mindset is, is shifting, and I think that's that's so interesting to kind of see, and also just hear it from your perspective as well, because <laughs> that, that story is mad. <laughs> man, man. How old, how old do I think she was? The thing is with myself, what 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 I what I try to do, like Kieran would can vouch for me in a sense, but you wouldn't know the majority of things that I've, like this is not exclusive, but unless you sit down and ask me, yeah. Harry, explain this, say yeah. that. I'm just the fun, happy guy in the corner. I'll be the life of the party if you need, or I'll take a chill pill, whatever. But I'm just always going with the flow. So unless someone's prompted me for the question of advice or how to do this, or, you know, you wouldn't know that there's this side to me because I'm always just so fun. I'm taking notes. I'm taking everything in. Yeah. But I'm still here just every moment I'm just trying to enjoy. And then Love when that. you want to have a chat, we'll have a chat. You know, mm, and that's, that's obviously we're having a chat now. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing is, energy, positivity creates positivity. Energy mm. attracts energy. Negativity right. attracts negativity. If you're a black hole, you're going to consume people into that black hole, and they come with you. Yeah. Whereas at the moment I came onto this this, this chat, I can feel the vibrance and the energy <laughs> in this group straight away, mm. which again puts me at ease, making me feel at ease to relax and chat. But I know for a fact that everything that you man have said you've done today over the last week, I've done. Yeah, I've been messing yeah. around with with my laptop, I've been doing a bit of DIY, I've been cooking, do you know what I mean? And we're all coming from similar backgrounds. I've, I've yeah. done a project I'm proud about, all of these little things. And that's the reason why we're all in similar circles, because we want to be the best that we can be. Be the best version of yourself, but sometimes you need help to get there. Yeah. Because confidence isn't easy to come by. And that's something I was actually going to ask you, man, about. Throughout the majority, because we're living in a world of mental age, yeah, mental, mental health, mm. I find that there's people are scared to be confident. Mm. People are scared. It's not, it's not cool anymore to, to, to have focus and be positive and be assured of yourself. And I, know I feel like mean, people yeah. are fearful of being confident and being positive. It seems that, you know, the typical British thing is, yeah. oh, are you all right, mate? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> if you're American, they're saying I'm fantastic. Yeah. You know, if I've you're, done this, if, I've done that, I've done this sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, you know what I'm saying? So for you, man, I can feel the positivity in this group, and that's what I'm saying. As a collective, you man are doing something. Mm. So, so what, what? How are you man feeling with the, with going through that process and still keeping that energy? I think it's. Just, uh, I think it's. I think sorry, sorry. Yeah. I, I think it's um just having, as you said, positive people around you. Um, we keep each other around, and we've got friends outside of of this circle as well that just keep like keep raising us up. Do you know what I mean? Um, and we can turn to anybody in those groups and just be like, yo, I need help here or I need help there. But we just, we're our own biggest fans, really. And it's just important yeah. that, it's important that you 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 tell your people that, you know what, like, whatever you're doing, I fuck with and I support it. Because it's so easy for different people to just be like, well, I have people just look at you and be like, oh, what's he doing? Like, And people get sucked into comments or how other people feel. But really and truly, it doesn't matter because as long as you want to do something and you believe in what you yeah. want to do, then who are they to tell you that you can't? And that's that's where my mm. mentality shifted in the last maybe three or four years where it's just been like, you know what? I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, I'm just going to do my thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think to, to add to that, Kieran, yeah, mm. I feel as though, um, like, like Harry, you mentioned the, the people that you've been able to kind of like um, experience things with, speak to, learn from. 
I feel as though, like, not not even just with out of home, but generally speaking, everyone, people usually justify me or like describe me as a um, as a positive guy. I think it just comes from perspective, man. Like mm. knowing knowing that let's let's say with with this specifically, people like everyone has to start from somewhere. If you listen to anyone's story, no one has kind of started from the top and you know like was born with a silver spoon with their mouth in their mouth like every platform has kind of started from the ground up so for me i'm more just enjoying the challenge like i know that i know that this is gonna at some point um you know accelerate and and do big things and that's when steven's gonna go power power crazy but um <laughs> i feel as though i feel as though for me it's always about the journey and just enjoying the journey um, but yeah, to, to to add to the initial point around perspectives, it's like today, bro. I just spent three hundred and sixty three pounds on a new lock. I could be pissed off right now. I could have said, "Yo, you man, I'm even jumping on this pod. I haven't showered yet. I want to take a shower. <laughs> it's a long. It's been a long day. Enjoy, enjoy the chat." I just thought, bro, like it's calm in it. it. Can happen to anyone. I'm gonna learn from it. I'm never gonna put my key in the door again. But I think it's just you, you can always have a positive twist on how you look at Thank things. You. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's it, man. I think also, like, um, like for me especially, I like have a saying which like, a lot of people just laugh at anyway. Like, I'll say to everyone, believe in your own source. And like, people like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. But, like, it's actually a, uh, a bit of method to the madness because, like, if you actually believe in who you are and you have people around you who also accept you for who you are and they're going to uplift you then that makes a difference like, there's no reason why she's wearing sunglasses indoors but I am and, uh, I totally forgot that you were doing that don't tell me differently but like um, I think that I think that's a really important one to have uh, people around you and also to like to believe in yourself and like I'm a bit different like um, like yeah I'm probably one of the most positive people I know but like even being negative can be a positive. So like the, the the group will always joke about me, but like, I'm so I like to vent. I'm a I'm a I'm a ranter. So like, but I'll do it in a funny way. So like, I like I'll make a humor out of it. So people like Kevin Hart mentioned it, like laugh at my pain. So like, that's my therapy. <laughs> like, like getting it out. I'll put something on my story, just showing like how <laughs> shit a day I'm having. But then it will be off my chest, and then I'll be now in a positive mind frame because I've made someone laugh or someone's laughing at me or someone like messaged me like, oh, that was funny. Then it just gets it out of my head and then that's how I stay like uh, positive and up, upbeat. So I think that that's it for me. And then um, Kwame, what you say? Um, yeah, it's like, it's basically like, I mean, the last couple of years I've been obsessed with basketball and like, you know, I heard you're an athlete and I'm sure a lot of times you can apply a lot of like principles or or things in life that they can, that they can be definitely attributed to sport. And like you know, like the life is a team game. I think you have you spoke about it. Like no, no, no one's journey is their own journey. They always want to need help. Like there are certain times you need help from from your teammates. It could be your family, it could be your partner, it could be your work colleagues. Like we 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 should all. And I think the aim is to like inspire and up, and uplift each other. So like you know, like you know, Harry, like you, you know, you, you seem like a bag of fun and a um a uh, like a. Yeah, you seem like a very lively character, but maybe some days you're maybe some days you're on the track and you're not feeling yourself. Then one of your trainers or one of your guys could be like, "Oh, you know what, H, like let's do this, let's do this." And you know what, you know what, and like, and like I don't know, it's, it's it's kind of inspiring when like you realize that there are other people that are vested in your interest or like just just like in your spirit. And you know we're humans, so we go up and down, but it's definitely just about 
finding your people and like the, the, them having your back. Mm. That's um, it, man. That's yeah. it, man. That winning circle. I'm yeah. Saying, Tom, man, man. Break that winning circle, man. Because mm. I, I was going to say yeah. to you, like, so we've we spoken a, a bit about your journey and where you've come from, but if we kind of transition now into what's going on um, with coronavirus, COVID-19, and, you know, all the craziness that surrounds it, how, like, how have you found it? I mean, I, I, I can pretty much guess your answer because you're such a positive guy, but, <laughs> yeah, how, how have you approached the situation? How are you trying you know to get your advantage? Like, what's your with, with a lot of people, I remember seeing tweets coming out and posts about, obviously, when the Olympics got postponed. I mean, I was relieved to be perfectly honest <laughs> because without... <laughs> Without being funny, if if you if you've got a big exam that you've been preparing for, or you know there's a massive you know you don't want to do anything but half. So if the Olymp- if people are still trying to make the Olympics happen in July when we're not even too sure if we're allowed to leave the house in June, um, you know you don't really want to try and qualify for something or wait. Like it just didn't make sense to me to try and do something by half. So the fact they postponed it, I was like, well, great. I can now try and be a great advocate for the people around me and try and stay at home and do my one a day and you know at the same time I can plan and I can prepare properly knowing what tools that we have and by, hopefully by that point come October I'll be able to continue through my normal progression you know going through so what, what I am struggling with right now is you know I could sit here and say that motivation is a struggle in the sense that I look forward to training in and around certain activities knowing that I've got certain targets Right now, I'm doing hill sprints. I'm running on grass. I've got, I'm training in my back garden with gym equipment that I've got. Now, with no real time frame, with no real coach, I'm a show off. I can't even lie. If you put a camera on me, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to up my level. If, if I, if you come and watch me train, I'm going to up my level. So I've got to try and find these things that make me tick. And the fact that Mary see, I was explaining, once you understand yourself, whether it's good or bad, whether you see it as a positive or negative, you've got to accept it into who you are. I'm a yeah, show I like to impress. I will always do something. So I'm filming more of my sessions. Maybe I'll go on Instagram live to make sure that I keep the intensity up. Maybe I'll make a point of obviously filming my sessions to give it to my coach to make sure that, you know, you've got to try and find ways to funnel these avenues. Um, it's, it's been difficult more so around family, like I mentioned at the start, not being around my niece and nephew. I'm seeing them quite a bit. But equally, um, I'm, I'm able to spend a bit more time with my wife, which I wouldn't normally do because I, I, at this point in time, I'm normally traveling. I'll be away for like five, six weeks in America. Um, mm. So just home life. So you get, there's bits and bobs that you've got to try and find positives for. Um, I'd say the biggest sort of struggle is trying to find where the, the end is. Because obviously, when this first started, it was, oh, it's all right. Mm. You can't keep telling yourself, oh, this is all right. Now it's having to accept that this is going to be live for a little while. Yeah, but now that I'm going through that process, it's now actually coming to grips with it, and it's okay. And then what you, what I'm finding myself doing is just throwing in a little curveball here and there. Man's been playing OTT on FIFA. Weekend league has been great, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Certain amount of going in, so I'm using it as an avenue. And like you said, just picking up little bits and bobs. Is, I've seen some of my friends struggle, um, but then. Social media, I think, is great. It's a great time. Like we're connecting right now. We're talking from X amount of different places yeah. and yeah. staying in touch. So I'm still posting on the gram. I'm not. I'm not letting that slow down. Like that's a bit of a drive for me. Um, I've grown. I've grown my brand. I've grown some form of following, and I don't really want to let that go. I don't want to let that fall down. So mm. it's also another. I was going to touch on that. The um, like the the brand side of you. 
obviously I've seen you you do um, you know like more of these curated workout plans for people who um, you know want to achieve certain goals and I think it's quite interesting because you know at, at any stage of, of your career um, injury could, can, can take away the sport that you love right but um, I don't think many people really think of a contingency plan it kind of feels as though especially with everything you said around video editing and you know like some of the, the other things that you're working on it sounds as though you know you've got one eye on the stuff that you do outside of sport and being very aware of your brand like can you just talk a little bit about why that's important to you? yeah I think firstly when it comes to social media um it's an avenue where a lot of there's a massive world out there that we're so there's certain people in sport which is quite unfortunate like you'll, you'll see these people when they study you'll see these people in sport you'll see these people in work they're so narrow-minded that they have to do everything in the way that they have to do it in where they're doing it. There was a certain stage I was there. I missed the first half of my sister's wedding back in 2008 because I was so driven by the Olympics. I didn't go to the first half because I had a competition that day. Wow. It was a Crystal Palace Grand Prix and I didn't even go to the first half. Whereas now reflecting upon it, there's more to life and yeah. I would have made whatever happens have been there. So we've all been there. Now, some people are so driven. When you're at training, no phones. Some people are like, no, no phones is a distraction. Some people want to follow the philosophy and the mindset of being the greatest or the best they can be, but they're forgetting, like you just said, that there's avenues out there which actually put you on a platform that allow you to... If I could fund my whole athletic career via a different means, it takes so much pressure off what I'm trying to achieve. If I stand on a race knowing that I need to win this race to pay my bills, do you think that's going to take stress away from it? No, it's going to add stress. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? So, but at the same time, I don't want to be doing... I don't want to work and do a nine-to-five job that takes away from my training. So you've got to try and find a means, an avenue that actually works for all parties in the, in the best way possible. Um, for me, I think it was in around 2017, I'd always done like some form of YouTube before I just post videos. In 2017, I thought to myself, all right, I, I've got about 20-odd thousand followers from the Olympics the year before. So I started making a bit more informative videos that people could see what I'm doing training-wise. I think that year, I grew around 20,000, so I went up to 40. The following year, 2018, portrait mode came in. Man's just enhancing that. I'm using a logo now on most of my videos. I'm another 20-odd coming in and around competitions. I'm up to like 60. Quite a long story short, I'm now up to over 100k on Instagram, organically grown from my own sort of perspective. And without being funny, I was dropped from funding. So bearing in mind, I've been representing Great Britain Non-stop. I was dropped from from relay funding uh, at the end of 2017. I still went on to win relay medals from that perspective going forward, wow. and they haven't put me back on funding. But, uh, you know, um, I, I could say it might be because of my age or whatever else. But I'm still considered part of the GB team. I'm still invited to relay camps. I'm still part of the relay team, but I'm not paid or on funding. Wow. Had I known that, yeah. At that point, I thought my world was over. Not world was over, but then I kick-started something that I'd always wanted to do, Harry's Gym. Mm. It's, a, it's a mobile uh, gym company where there's stock full of gym equipment in the van, mainly targeting their personal trainers, where those PTs um, come underneath the umbrella and can go to wherever you want, whether it be your house, a gym, a sports hall. They've got the equipment to train you anywhere. And that's the concept that I've got. The van's literally right there. So I sort of kick-started that as a process because I wanted to funnel that avenue. Now, if you told me back then that Instagram would be helping fund my lifestyle now, I would have been like, no, 
But that, by plugging that seed then, yeah. back in 2007, trying to build and grow in something that I didn't know that there was much of a revenue stream from, right now, Instagram is that for me. I can actually, I've been, and not only that, but it's also like, I wasn't aware, like, I'm signed by New Balance now. I signed with them in 2016. And, um, you know, Having a brand invest in you, believe in you, is something. But if I was to sit there and tell half these athletes that they're watching your socials like you wouldn't believe, they want to know your engagement and they want to know how much you're influencing the world. Yeah. And they would actually uh, appreciate you far more because of that. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough, it's all good being this guy, staying in your lane and focusing center point and just, and that's fine. If you're that introvert and that's what you want to do, I've got friends like that and that's okay. But they will yeah. often sit there and go, oh, you know what, I should post more. Mm. Because if I, when I go, when I, you know, I know that I'm, a, I'm, I'm appreciated for all of my assets, my personality, my athletic ability, my progression and where I want to be, but also the fact that I have a platform that they can use. Yeah, exactly. As an athlete, why would you not want to give yourself that opportunity? Because without being funny, it does pay. Yeah. It does pay. Yeah. So, in a sense, you, you know, we're talking about, you know, why would you not want to add to your CV to make sure that your your income matches that? You know, that's that's what it comes down to. Sure. Um, Harry, before I go into like my section, you just touched on something. I just want to get your perspective on it. Now I know that you're like a fellow red. Um, you, you, you spoke you spoke about like perception, and um, right this week. Uh, Pogba did a live stream and um, Sunes was came for his hairline, neckline, all of it at once. <laughs> um, so like, you know, you have a perspective on like, you know, yeah, it's social media, but I'm able to, you know, still focus on the track, but still build up my own brand. And then you spoke a little bit about um, confidence and, you know, why we're not so positive. I feel like the media in the UK particularly has a big part of that because if Pogba was American, like he'd be celebrated for doing the stuff he does. I mean, LeBron built a whole school whilst playing basketball. And, you know, like, and when Pogba does stuff, so what's, what's your point of view on kind of like the media's um, uh, perspective in, especially I around do, us? I do think they're harsh on him massively. The guy, the guy has a personality, firstly. Soon as, you're you're paid to sit on TV and to, to to critique which about someone's game, and obviously the lines are blurred because obviously some essence of mentality crosses over into that. But for me, Pogba is he's a World Cup winner. Yeah. You know, he's 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 not he's not he's not not doing bits. He's at a club that's been struggling for a bit, and yeah, he's meant to be the main guy, but it's a team sport. And whether it is the manager before that was causing issues or. The guy's allowed to have a life. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where that some people need to come. You can't pick and choose what you're going to allow in regards to what is now known. Because if social media was around way back in his day, I'm pretty sure we would have seen a hell of a lot more. And I think the media are harsh in regards to the fact that, you know, unfortunately, Caroline Flack passed away given the amount of upsetting mm. sort of influences and pressure that she would have been feeling and everyone was kicking off about the media then but what did they do the other day we're talking about quarantine radio Tory Lanez is giving people something to laugh at <laughs> and because what three men of colour Marcus Rashford Jaden Sancho yeah. and yeah, Carl yeah, Walker yeah. Yeah. an emoji they want to try to come down on them 
well, hang on, Scott McTominay was in there as well. Yeah. I mean, I was there. Like, everyone, like, this is just, is, whether, is the guy that's laughing is actually a joke. Tory Lanez is making people laugh. There's nothing wrong with that. And then they're literally trying to make people look bad. And like we say, my mum my and dad have always kind of like put this, installed this into me that, you know, I'm British through and through. I represent the country. I love this country. I'll do what I can for this country. Um, but ultimately, if you do something wrong, remember that you'll suddenly become Ghanaian-born or Ghanaian yeah, heritage yeah. or this, this or that. They can so quickly remove you that, you know, you have to just be mindful of that. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's not so much that you do have people out there like Graeme Seniors. It's his job to critique. So obviously, if he feels that, for me, a lot of people sit there and say that I'm too big, I'm too muscular. But why is it that I have to look like Adam and Adam look like me? You know, why is it that we all have to be this? You're trying to take away some of the strengths that God has given to me to make me look like someone else and be someone else. God is who he is. So from that perspective, you've just got to have an appreciation of if someone wants to go live, don't get me wrong, if someone's doing stupidness that's taken away from their training, if they're not turning up to training, if they're not training at a good level because they've been, because they're focusing on their other avenue, these guys are multi-millionaires and yet they're still doing things for the community that we're not knowing about. And they're still... What's wrong with going on live? We all, we've all done things that we're not proud about, but a guy just going on live and showing people football skills and doing this and doing that, some people need to live, man. <laughs> yeah. no, no, I, I hear that completely. Uh, and I, I completely agree with that, but I just want to get your take on it. Uh, no, I appreciate yeah. it. I would just like to see, obviously there's nowhere that we can, but all of these guys, we're talking about during the 90s, the 80s, the drinking culture was mad. Do you think Gaza would have been on bro. someone's Instagram? Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine, bro? Come on, man. Come on. And all the stories from that, that, from that time as well. Game. Yeah, no. on, it's man. such an interesting point. I've never thought about that. Mm. Yeah. I think I think it is. I can't remember who it was. I want to say it's Mercedes. Uh, as a uh, company, they did a advert. A couple where a few of their leading like men and women throughout the time. Did, they did like a quick 30 second click of what they were doing like if they had a, a phone and Instagram mm-hmm. and it was like one oh, of the people that, it, it, look it up on YouTube I'll find it maybe send you a link and it doesn't really mean anything but it's just like oh just just figured out the will like do you know what I mean <laughs> someone is tweeting like just yeah, figured yeah, out yeah, yeah 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 dope yeah that's where the era that is just documented to the next degree mm-hmm. and it, it's a positive give people an opportunity to see into these people's lives and it might inspire someone to do something great. You never exactly. know. So, And it annoys me how certain people try to critique social media, but they lived in an era where it was, their moment was TV. So it was getting on talk shows and it was getting on. So we've all got these opportunities and different platforms mm. to put ourselves on a level. He, he, he didn't just have football. Football had TV. If TV didn't come along, then he wouldn't have been doing interviews. If interviews didn't come along, people wouldn't know him as a household name, as Graham yeah. Seamus. Yeah. So, you know, what can yeah. you do about it? No, no, I completely agree. And then um, I'm just going to touch on quickly, um, what would be your guide to surviving um, this quarantine period? Because just hypothetically speaking, I'm not naming any names or baiting myself out or anything like that, but um, right now, certain people are eating more than they should. And um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you, like, in this period when there seems to be, like, no obvious end, still keep the discipline uh, to do what you should and keep your hand out the cookie jar, essentially? Mm. 
here I am, and I just said I'm making cake and all sorts. But uh, my wife, my wife, my wife is hating it because she would normally be up and out, going to work, doing this like leading active life, and here I am. Obviously, I go train a few hours, come back, nothing's changed for me. So I'm actually doing what I can do. But it is easier to snack, and it is easier to. To sort of when I go shopping now, there's no flour, so I think the whole nation is baking. Um, <laughs> and when you're talking about people, maybe you know, trying to be a bit more relaxed, I think you just need to have that cap on to say, look, are you in a place? If you had to race tomorrow, or if you had to do what you need to do tomorrow, are you ready? No. So if you stay ready, you haven't got to get ready. So put yourself in that place, yeah. enjoy, but don't be too far from being ready. Just but ask yourself, how, how far am I away from being ready? And obviously, that's not necessarily... That's talking about being a world-class athlete in regards to what you're doing. So if this is just to the general public and people that have been, you know, thinking about their wealth and health and, you know, things about their wellness, then think about your goals. Or how far are you away from your summer body? Because from the moment we're allowed back out, are you going to be able to wear that bikini that you want to wear? We're approaching Marbella season. Are you able to be stunting the way you want to be stunting? So just stay, just just get yourself in a place where you're not too far from, so that if it takes two weeks to get to get there, then just stay two weeks behind. That's some know? subliminal yeah, shots yeah. for you lot out there that are listening. Get and do some. <laughs> put put the chips down and go for a run, bruv. Go for a run, bruv. <laughs> 2021 is my year. Don't don't be don't be don't put yourself in a bracket where you allow excuses to be your norm in it. No. You know them ones where people be like, oh man, yeah, I was gonna do this, but don't allow the but just be like I was gonna do it, so I'm gonna do it. You know? I don't know if it's again my parents have installed this in me. You know them people that they eat they eat their food and then they push it to one side and say, I'm going to wash it later. Yeah? Yeah. My dad would make sure I wash it straight away. If I see something yeah, on the floor that's dirty, I have to pick it up and put it in its place. That's just how I am. So if if I have to do something, I don't care if I have to do it five times. If I have to go to the bin five times, I'll go to the bin five times. I just have to do it, you know? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's just yeah. where I am at. So if, <laughs> if you want to eat that chocolate, eat the chocolate, but then make sure you work out after. You know what I mean? Hear that. Yeah. Hear that. <laughs> no, Harry, um... Harry, um, you were mentioning before about, you know, like quarantine radio, all these men are enjoying themselves and celebrating. And you also mentioned, you know, like Gaza in his heyday was famous for celebrating. And you also know, not, also mentioned that back in the day you used to go to Oceana. So you also know how to celebrate, right? So speaking of celebration, <laughs> what's the first thing you think you want to do once quarantine is over? Oh, man. I, I read, like, if I could find myself a funky house raid, Jeez. I would definitely oh. do that. Can you imagine what I'm talking about, innit? <laughs> yeah. Fam, I hurry, yeah? Listen, man, I said to myself on New Year's Day, Funky House needs to make a comeback in 2021. Like, if I'm the person that has to do it, I will become a DJ, man, this year. <laughs> bring that shit Because that music is too damn vibey, man. Too, too vibey. So much good vibes. That era, yeah, was the fittest era because you couldn't dance to that, that, that music standing still. No, I'm sure no, the way no, you were going to step into them beats, you couldn't, you were sweating. I used to go out all the time in my back pocket, my left back pocket, I would have a handkerchief and that handkerchief <laughs> would wipe my forehead. And what's everyone's funky house banger though? And you, bro, uh, you know the man thing about funky house? Yeah. You could know a girl Found now, it. yeah, that laid down Found the vocals it. for one bang. You're like, no, yeah. you, you, you did that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Everyone that's the was way. someone who contributed to a funky house tune, bro. Yeah. 
Like, um, what's it, that, that tune? Sexy, 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 put your fingers all up on me. You know that one? All up on me. Them tunes there, but oh my. Them tunes, boy. When I wanna yeah, play. yeah, in the morning. Oh my god, bro. Oh my god. Them tunes there, yeah. Oh my god. My quads and calves, they're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and bro, you can't even get all of them on Spotify now. That's the most of the No, you can't. No, you have to go back to these old school mixes to find them. For real. Bruv. See, they're just old. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a downloader. I, I, I can't help it. I would buy it and download it and everything. Hard copy. It's taking up 75 gig on my laptop. <laughs> Everything is there. <laughs> From time. Oh, my days. Yeah, boy. But, but if I could do anything straight after quarantine, I think I, in one, if I could sum it up in, I'd probably go somewhere like STK so I can eat some good food mm. and rave at the same time. <laughs> that, would be, that would be a nice plug. Take my missus out. Go out with my few friends because we've got into obviously things change and transition. Yeah. I'm 31 now and I've come to appreciate different things. But I love a rave. Yeah. My wedding was lit. Everyone raved hard, hard. Like oh, I'm good for that. But also like obviously having a good conversation with people, knowing what yeah. people are up to, sharing a few stories, eating some good That's food, nice. and then vibing after. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, like that, yeah. that'll go down well. Even if you, you know them day raves that people do the brunching thing at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would that would be a shout. Nice. That would be a good shout. <laughs> Oh man, H, this has been real, bruv. No, for all we could yeah. talk for time, man, innit? That's the thing. We could oh, actually bro. touch on a lot of different things. And that's what I'm saying. The circles, the circles are the same. It's true though. It's true. Yeah. It's true, fam. If we were to all sit here and talk about our upbringing, yeah, nah, all of us would be saying sitting by Let's do it, family. man. Let's let's yeah. let's next episode. Whenever, whenever you have some whenever you have some time, let's chop it up in person. Like yeah, come over. Sure. Did you say when, when do I have some time? No, next time you have some time. <laughs> hey, next week. Next week I have time. The next week I have time. We're in lockdown. We have time. <laughs> well, when when you're when you're to, to come over, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. Yeah, man, I'm down for that. I'm yeah, down for yeah, that. Sure. I think next next episode we have to talk about roots. We have to talk about yeah. roots. Oh, for sure, yeah. man. For sure. For sure. That'll yeah. be a sick conversation, man. That'll be a sick conversation. Yeah. H, honestly, bro, it's been <laughs> sick having you on the show. Um, thank you so much yeah, for giving well, us your time. Um it's been amazing to hear your story. And bruh, like, you guys got anything else to say to H before he leaves? No, just no. thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate it, guys. Seriously, on another note, I think what you guys are doing is sick. Thank and you. um, like you're inspiring, you're influencing, and what you're doing at this point in time, you're trying to give people something food for thought and to motivate people in a sense where they where they do need help. So I've got mm. to give you guys a shout out for that, man. I got one question actually. Thank you, sure. If you if you yeah. if you were to give an if you were to give advice to anyone that was gonna start sprinting. A young, a youngster. If a youngster came up to be like, Harry, I want to start sprinting, man. What would you say to him? I would say to him, remember why you wanted to start. Mm. Because what you don't want to happen, you're going to come across, you know, challenges and upset. Just remember that when you enjoy something, you'll do it well. Because the moment something becomes a chore, mm. you'll find reason not to do it. Yeah. And when it does become a chore, take time to sit back and go, you know what? Why am I falling out of love with this sport? Because if you love something, you're going to do it to the best degree 
and then you're going to continue to enjoy every moment of it, whether you're winning, losing, whatever, and then your time will come. Facts. And with that being said, yeah. bro, you're listening to the Out of Home podcast with your boys, Kieran, Yaf, Kwame, Stephen, and the one and only Harry Akis Arisi. Everybody say yeah. Yeah, yeah. Deuces. Take it easy. You London boys are crazy. All right, come on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.